Welcome to Light Warrior Radio. I'm your host, Dr. Karen Kant, author of the number one bestseller, Sensitivity is Your Superpower, How to Harness Your Gifts, Fulfill Your Purpose, and Create a Life of Joy. And if you don't already have my Sensitive Soul Empowerment Guide, you can get that at sensitivesoulguide.com. It will forward you to the link where you can get a copy of that. You can also go to my website, karencan.com, and also scroll down to get that freebie. And I love giving away freebies, so definitely get on my mailing list. And uh, we like to gift freebies uh, at least once a month, if not more often. So today we have a very special guest, my friend Leon Zanamiari, and you may remember him from previous Light Warrior Radio shows where we talked about the importance of our names. And in fact, uh, Leon really, really helped me with my name. I, I understood after working with him that my name was very balanced, and after getting married, we actually added an initial to my name, which you might actually see on social media. It's a G. Now, that is for all sorts of things, um, better life, prosperity, you name it. But today, I've asked Leon to come back on the show because there is a lot of stuff going on in the world, as many people know, and people are very anxious about their own health and well-being. And when I was speaking to Leon about this, um, we were really on the same page of her, you know, what was going on in the world. Like, you know, people are at the same time worried about how to prevent themselves from getting a virus or infection, but also worried about other people passing it to them and vice versa, should or shouldn't they do a vaccine and everything like that. We're not going to go through, you know, necessarily like today, like should people or not, you know, should people get or get not get a vaccine? Okay, that's already, we know that's cancel culture, right? That's censored stuff. We can't talk about that publicly. But what we, what we are going to talk about today uh, is some of the stuff that Leon's been doing for quite a number of years, helping his clients become healthier. And um, he's even going to share with us some pretty amazing stories about how he's helped people in the past as well. And his background, how did he know and figure out all this you know, holistic healing, both very, very practical on the holistic level and also on the uh, energetic and, you know, physical levels of how to help people heal. So before we go on, I want to let you know that we're going to be talking about some three simple strategies today that you can get started on to to help you get healthier right now. Uh, as of this recording, we're going to cold and flu season here in uh, Northern America, no, sorry, North, Northeast America, and, and uh, you know, a lot of people concerned about, you know, getting viruses and bacteria and all this kind of stuff. So we're going to give you some strategies today, some very practical strategies. We're also, this is really exciting, you guys are going to get a free gift from Leon today. It's a, it's a free ebook. And he has um, basically a lot more than three things on there on how you can be healthier right now. Now, normally, you know, you have to pay for this this handbook, but he's offering it free to this tribe. Thank you, Leon, uh, until the end of uh, December. So you definitely want to get that. Uh, we'll be announcing that um, domain site in uh, Lilit. Uh, and you can get a copy of that. And there's also a little bit of a contest as well where you can get a free session consultation with Leon as well. 
Um, so today, like I said, we're going to be talking about these strategies. Also, uh, Leon's favorite homemade immune-supporting tea recipe. We're going to find out about that. I'm really excited to, to learn about that. We're going to go dive into kind of like what viruses are and what they are not. We're going to talk about, you know, gluten. Like why, why are so many people intolerant of gluten and what that has to do with your health and well-being? Should you or shouldn't you eat gluten-containing foods? And is there a difference between the different types, that kind of thing? And then why both physical and metaphysical methods are necessary to heal at a deeper level. And there are some, you know, simple nutritional shifts that can make a huge difference in your health. Um, so without further ado, welcome, Leon. Hey, Karen, thank you for inviting me back. Do you realize it's five years since I was last on your show when I was talking about my name system? Five years ago. Wow. Wow. I did not realize that it was five years already. Boy, time flies when we're having fun. <laughs> yeah. I was just looking back through some old stuff and I thought, well, exactly when was it? And I checked back and sure enough, it was five years ago. But uh, yeah. And of course, a lot has happened in the last five years, especially the last two years with, uh, with all this um, virus sort of stuff going on, which we're not going to get deeply into that. We're not really here to judge and to make any comments uh, other than at the end of the day, it's pretty simple. If you've got a really good immune system, if your immune is strong, you can protect yourself from just about anything. So um, that's what we're going to focus on, health and vitality. So that's where I'd like to go. Uh, and um, as this is a pre-recording, if anybody has any questions, then I love questions. Um, later on in the show, I'm sure that Karen's going to give out uh, information on my website where you can contact me. So please do contact me if you have any questions regarding the discussion that we're making today. That's perfect. Thank you so much, Leon. Maybe you can start with, you know, how did you go down this road of, uh, you know, holistic healing and helping others heal their bodies? Well, some of your audience probably know me from being the names doctor, which is something that I got into all oh, about uh, nearly 12 years ago. Um, Previously, before that, for, for a few decades, I've been blessed with three incredible spiritual mentors, and I just fell into metaphysical healing. And uh, over the years, the experience grew and grew and grew, and I uh, started getting more deeply involved in it. And it's very, very powerful. Metaphysical healing techniques, and there's lots of well-known ones out there like Reiki, for example. They're all very, very good. They all have something good to offer. But at the end of the day, what is it that causes these problems, whether it be you know, health issues like you know, growths, tumors, and cancers, or just uh, joint pains, you know, uh, herniated discs, and back pains, and neck pains, and elbows, and knees, and all this kind of stuff? What's causing it? Well, of course... I'm sure everyone's going to say, ah, well, it's all the junk food that we have today. Yes, that is a very prominent factor. But if I go back to when I was a kid, I'm, I'm in my mid-60s now. When I was a kid, junk food wasn't in abundance, but it was there, and, and Pepsi-Cola, Coca-Cola, and potato chips and stuff were all around. But we were actually, in some ways, getting a better form of nutrition than what we are today. And this is my leading point. The B 
big problem that we have today is farming methods and the fact that we farmed the life out of the soil, which means we have drained drastically the mineral content in the soil. Now, pretty much all life comes from the soil. I mean, even if you're not a vegan, where do the cows and pigs and everything get their food from? They eat plants. They, they are plant eaters, whether it be corn or grass or soy or whatever they feed them in these big factory farms these days. They eat basically plant-based foods, which comes from the soil. And as you can imagine, the soil can get drained. Sure, it, it can get abused by pesticides, but one of the reasons why it gets drained is they have now discovered, it took them a long, long time, that plowing the land, plowing the soil is not good. It, it, it breaks it up, sure, it lets lots of air in, and you can say, well, it gets rid of some of the weeds and stuff, but breaking it up the way they have done for the last few hundred years, all the microorganisms, all the life, the little microorganisms that live in the soil get exposed to the sunlight and the air and the wind, and it kills them off. And these microorganisms are what break down the minerals that's in the actual soil so the plants can absorb it. it. It goes into the plants, and then we then eat those plants, or the animals eat those plants. Um, some of the numbers are quite shocking. In the last 50 to 100 years, mineral content in soil, generally speaking, in the agricultural regions, has dropped by 50%. And in the last 50 years, apples only have 10% of the mineral and nutrition content that they did 50 years ago. Wow. So we are farming the life out of the soil. Yeah, it's scary. It's really scary. Um, so the big question is, well, how are we going to counterbalance that? Well, they are slowly, very, very slowly changing the way they go about farming the land, but it's a very slow process because obviously there's millions and millions of farmers out there with machinery and they've got to use a different type of machinery, which is very expensive, to, to literally just scratch the surface and then with like, to like a pencil-sized needle poke the ground so that the seeds can be dropped inside the hole rather than turning the soil over, destroying the micronutrients. So there's that, which will take time. How are we going to compensate? Um, minerals, what are minerals? Well, most people have heard of the, the, what they call essential minerals, which are like sodium, chloride, potassium, calcium, phosphorus. Magnesium is a big one. 90% of the population are deficient in magnesium. Um, then there's lots of essential, I'm sorry, there's lots of trace minerals. Uh, in total, you've got uh, 91 minerals and nutrients, of which 70 plus of those are minerals. Uh, the so-called trace minerals, again, there's lots of names that people will recognize. Iron, zinc, iodine, copper, manganese. These are all trace minerals which your body needs in trace amounts but the soil is depleted now there's a two-time nobel prize winner dr linus pauling he has uh, quoted 
many times. And even people like Dr. Mark Hyman, um, who, who's a very current guy on uh, the internet and writing books all about health and diet and nutrition. He's not vegan, by the way, so I, I don't just follow vegan people. I do spread out further and wider. But Dr. Linus Pauling said, you can trace every sickness, every disease, and every ailment to a mineral deficiency. Quite simply, without minerals, nothing else works. Amino acids and enzymes don't work. Vitamins and other nutrients don't get broken down and absorbed properly. The result is a chain reaction of poor health where nothing produces the results as it should. My little interpretation of that to try and put it in a um, mechanical way possibly. Everybody knows a car and a car engine and everybody knows that the car engine has oil inside the engine to lubricate everything. And then we know that there's gasoline or diesel in some cases, which is the fuel. Well, think of your body as a machine, and actually your body is a machine. The bodies that we occupy right now are the sixth generation that have been manufactured, designed and manufactured and placed on planet Earth so we can come here for this wonderful physical and emotional experience. I say the sixth generation, uh, the bodies that we actually have now were not, like, not actually designed for this planet. They were designed for another place where the gravity is not so high. But they, uh, at the last final shot, thought, oh, well, they're pretty good and they'll work quite well. So uh, the ark came down again and repopulated the planet about a couple of hundred thousand years ago with these bodies that we occupy now. Uh, when I say they weren't designed for this planet, well, the reason why so many people have joint pains and, and back pain, uh, pains is because of the gravity. These bodies were not actually designed for this place. But if you keep yourself pretty well lubricated and a little bit of gentle exercise, a bit of yoga and stuff, you don't have to be you know, running marathons, pounding your body, a little bit of exercise and the right stuff going in and the right water and hydration, the bodies do work very, very well. So let's think of minerals as being the oil for your engine. Now, if you have no oil in the engine at all, it's not going to even turn. If you have oil that's old and worn out and broken down and no longer has the lubrication, your engine can actually start to get worn out very quickly. It'll knock, it'll rattle, and it can even seize up on you at the time when you're least expecting it. So... Minerals are your oil. Then nutrition, vitamins and so forth, are your fuel. So you need to have a good quality fuel. Minerals, we are basically out of. Supplements, I've never been a big one for supplements, um, in part because, sadly, 80% of supplements on the market are processed in a laboratory. They're photosynthesized with petrochemicals, much the same as the big pharma medications. Uh, a lot of people don't really realize when they see, you know, fortified with vitamin C. Well, vitamin C in its natural form is like lemons or limes or fruits. But the vitamin C that they put in these processed packaged foods is actually ascorbic acid. And they actually process that in a lab. Fermented corn, 
with hydrochloric acid and acetone. That's what your supplement vitamin C is. But of course, there are good supplement companies out there that do have plant-derived products. But um, all the processed packaged foods that you see in the supermarket these days, people really need to start educating themselves and, and start to read the packaging, read the labels, do a little bit of investigation. All this information, of course, is in my, my handbook, which is free. So um, other things, uh, for example, vitamin D. There's lots of you know, conversations about vitamin D now with all the virus thing going around. You need more vitamin D. Well, your right, body right. actually produces vitamin D with the sunshine. But, of course, not everybody's fortunate to be living in a sunny climate. So, oh, get some supplements. Well, actually, the best vitamin D supplements are mushroom-based. And again, there's lots of plant-based supplements you can get, which are derived from a plant. The vitamin D supplements that you buy at some of these big chain stores, when you think, oh, that's going to be good and give me the vitamin D that I need, did you know that they actually make it from irradiated sheep's wool or lanolin Wow. Vitamin D supplements. Amazing. Irradiated sheep's wool. Yeah, yeah. Whereas, I mean, all you've got to do is um, fish oil is very, very good. Um, there's also vitamin D in omega-3s, um, which you can get from avocados and flax seeds and all that kind of stuff, and mushrooms. So there's lots of simple ways. You can just educate yourself on a few little aspects, little by little, not overnight, week by week, month by month, year by year, and gradually just start to eat better so you get a better spectrum of, of good, wholesome food to keep the oil in your body lubricating well so everything turns and runs well. And then, of course, you get into uh, the right type of foods, whenever possible, organic, of course, and uh, that will keep you pepped up, pepped up. But um, all the information is out there, but a lot of it is kept hidden because there's not big profits in right. stuff that they can't put patents on. You know, So go to your farmer's market, get the wholesome sweet potato and broccoli um, and, and root vegetables and lightly steam them or make them into a soup. Uh, there's lots of things you can do. And myself, I mean, very often when I'm making a, a big pot, I will make a huge big pot and I'll then put it into some containers and keep some in the fridge, keep some in the freezer. It'll last me a week or more. So it's not a chore where you have to be cooking every day over and over and over. There's lots of things you can do which are pretty simple and easy. So, um, yeah, um, minerals are, once again, um, detailed in my free handbook, uh, various different uh, w ways to get your food from herbs and spices. It's all shown in there. But if you think that it's expensive, well, sure, compared to some of the junk food that's out there, you could say it is expensive. But in the long term, it's not. Because when you actually think you're hungry, all that really is, nine times out of ten, it is the vagus nerve which connects the gut 
to the heart, to the brain, sending a signal saying, hey, I'm lacking minerals and nutrition. So what do most people do? They go out and they eat pizza. They'll, they'll bloat out on pizza, and guess what? In a couple of hours, they're feeling hungry again. And it's not because there's nothing in their stomach. It's because there's no minerals and nutrition in their stomach. So when you eat the right type of foods, you eat less. So, of course, if you're overweight, that's going to be taken care of because you will start to gradually lose weight naturally. And you won't have these cravings, these hunger pangs, because your body is saying, hey, I'm in good shape. I've got my minerals. I've got my nutrition, my vitamins. Everything's good. So my book is really just a, yeah. It's a short and sweet book. It's only 46 pages, but there are lots of links, you know, to my website and other, other uh, articles that I've written. But the basic book is only 46 pages, so it's really easy just to run through and just scan through and just quickly learn, oh, this and that and the other, and then you can go back and go into some of the links and, and explore further over a period of time. But I'm really concerned. I mean, um, when I was a kid, maybe one child in the classroom was overweight now obesity is the new normal yes it's scary and it's a it's a combination of you're not getting the minerals and the nutrition so your body's saying i'm hungry i'm hungry and then of course food which is readily available in abundance these days is the junk stuff right and so yeah Everyone's trying to fill themselves up with, with something that's not going to uh, send a signal to their brain, ah, I feel good now. You just get a temporary signal, ah, I feel full, but then a couple of hours later, you're hungry. So you keep on eating more and more and more because of the cravings. Yeah, it's so true. Yeah. I, I, it's funny because uh, minerals has really become, uh, you know, especially with people doing a lot of healing work as well, I found that they need even more minerals you know, when they're doing some internal healing than the average, you know, person, if you will. And uh, the times yep. in which, you know, uh, I've, you know, muscle tested people and what their needs and minerals and things like that, I have to say probably eight out of the ten times the need is for a mineral or minerals. And, and the other 20% I do the muscle testing else. as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe a vitamin, yep. maybe, you know, exactly. food their body wants, you know, but a lot of times, eight, eight out of ten times, you know, when I do my VIP one-on-one clients, it's minerals. Sometimes it's one, sometimes it's a, a couple. Yep. And like you said, the, the you know, the soils have, have been depleted. And I just recently learned that actually, um, like a couple of months ago about, I watched a movie, <laughs> you know, and they were talking about the tilling. And I, I didn't know about that, you know. So I think that's really great mm-hmm. that in your handbook you're going to be teaching us, you know, some of these basics which are not commonly found, even if you were to Google it or whatever. I mean, it's there, but it's buried under all this other, you know, mass media, you know, whatever. Um, and it's, it's yeah. great that you have it at all in one place. So thank you so much. I mean, I don't want to get into a conspiracy conversation, but unfortunately, the world is run by big corporations, and big corporations have a a uh, a situation where they need to make more profit for the shareholders, 
every quarter, every year. And they will go to almost any length they have to go to to keep the profits rolling in to keep the shareholders happy. So you've got a continual cycle here where they're cutting corners, cutting corners, cutting corners, all, all in the interest of profit and not anything to do with health and nutrition. So um, we are caught up in a cycle. But yes, if you just spread out just a little bit and start doing a little bit of research, you'll find that everything that we're saying here is true. And once again, my handbook is a short, sweet little book that will get you off to a great start with lots of links that you can then divulge deeper and further as and when you want to as you go along. But uh, yeah, the, the world is in pretty pretty sad shape right now, um, irrespective of the uh, virus that we're not going to talk about. <laughs> right, um, exactly. I mean, and, but keeping, like uh, you said, I I'm, agree with you, keeping people healthier and empowering them with uh, information uh, about how to make good choices, it can make a di- the hugest difference in yeah. the world and really life or death, you know? Um, yeah. They can, really, they can choose life. And, and there's something else about the uh, handbook. I've put it in a real simple, understandable language. So I don't use words like glycemic index or oxalates <laughs> or sulforaphane in broccoli and Brussels sprouts <laughs> and all these fancy words. I mean, I actually have a little story in there about beet red beet, you know, and how very good it is for the liver. It, it can also help reduce inflammation, hypertension, blood pressure and stuff. A lot of people got blood pressure problems. You can reduce all of that very quickly, naturally. Um, so there are no fancy words uh, for, let me think, um, uh, if I go back um, probably about 20 odd years ago, I actually had a problem with my liver myself and my spiritual metaphysical healing mentor said, hey, you need a detox. And I said, oh, oh okay, well, I was thinking, what are you going to do? Uh, give me some pills to, to pop, which I'll be sitting on the toilet for a couple of days or, or even worse, a colonic. No, she, she recommended a 30-day detox program that wasn't really that difficult. And it completely turned around my body, my liver. I mean, they were even talking about a transplant, you know, because the medications they kept giving me weren't, weren't working. Um, so that kind of got me on the pathway to the physical healing side, but I kind of dropped away a little bit. I got so into the metaphysical healing with all the advancements which I was making. You know, some fantastic uh, things. I've, I've helped people with growth tumors, cancers, herniated discs, long list of autoimmune diseases like diabetes. The list goes on and on and on. And of course, all of the testimonials are on my website. Um, but um, some people would come back to me after two, three, four years, and their problems were coming back again. And it reminded me of a cardiac surgeon that I met when I used to live in Miami quite some years ago. And he told me a little story. He said, yeah, he said, I bust people's rib cages open and I dive in there and I'm pulling all this gunk out of their veins and arteries. It's pretty disgusting. And he said, but then, you know, I stitch them up and a couple of days later I visit them. They're recovering well. I give them a little chat. 
And I say, hey, you know, you're recovering nicely, but you've got to change your lifestyle because the reason why I had to pull all that gunge out of your body or put in stents or whatever is because of your poor lifestyle. And he said, sometimes a few years later, someone would come back, they'd be on the table again for exactly the same problem because they were eating their eggs and bacon for breakfast, they were having Burger King for lunch and Kentucky Fried Chicken for dinner. And that's how a lot of people eat. So uh, you need to cut back on the bad stuff. (laughs) Oh, yeah, and the pizza, yeah. So so cut back on on the stuff that we all know is bad. I mean, everybody knows, you know, that excessive fried foods are not good for you. So um, just do a little bit of research, which is there in the handbook, and just chip away at it little by little. Now, I personally... I'm a whole plant vegan. It took me quite some years. It's not something you can always do overnight. Uh, My reasons were threefold. For the planet, because 70% of the world's grain is actually produced to feed animals. Uh, And then the impact that has on the environment with all the water they consume. You know, I'm not saying, hey, you know, you have to go vegan. No, life is about choices. But if you are going to continue eating meat, cut back, put more vegetables on your plate, try and get organic whenever possible. And um, basically just work away at it little by little. Um, So I was concerned about the planet. I was concerned about animals. I used to have a pet goat. I had a pet goat for 17 years, you know. So when you've had a pet like that oh, wow. to see one on somebody's plate kind of like, <laughs> makes you right. cringe a little bit but yeah yeah, yeah. Um, and for the health aspects now I'm not saying once again that everyone has to go vegan and you should the human body is designed it can eat meat but you're not supposed to be eating meat three times a day day after day after day you're supposed to have a little bit of meat but more vegetables so meat should be like almost a side dish that's how the body's actually designed same thing with dogs dogs you know yeah they got to have lots and lots of meat but actually a small amount of vegetables is very very good for dogs you give dogs a bit of broccoli they usually love it and it clears out the gut and improves the flora. Um, So what I'm really saying is do your own research, investigate, and um, figure out for yourself which direction you want to go. But if you try to go more whole plant-based and organic as much as possible and try and stay away from the junk food, it does make a big, big difference, a huge difference. Um, So for the past several years... I've been digging deeper and deeper and deeper into the physical health side. And there's some fantastic guys out there, like um, uh, one of my favorites is Dr. Michael Greger. He's very, very active. There's Dr. Neil Barnard. There's Dr. Michael Klaper. Now, of course, they're vegan. They promote vegan lifestyle. But I also follow very, very closely and have done for many years Dr. Mark Hyman and Dr. Eric Berg, who's all about the keto diet. 
I personally don't really go along much with the keto diet. I'm not saying that it's going to kill you and it's bad for you. No, far from that. But I still follow their work because they are incredible guys who have devoted their lives to the physical side of healing. So again, my handbook is little bits from all these guys, all put together in plain, simple, easy-to-read language with no fancy words. Ooh, so, I love that. Um, let's let's give that, that um let's give that link now. It's uh triple w dot healing dash reality dot com. So it's triple w dot healing dash reality dot com and then you'll see down below um your uh everyone that goes there, you can go ahead and get your free health handbook and maybe uh maybe you can share with us now we'll do this at the end of the show as well, Leon. Um, you said there was a there's a little bit of a, a bonus, uh, possibly getting a free 30 minute consult with you. Can you tell us how, how people do that? <laughs> yep, like I said, the uh, the little handbook is a total of 46 pages, so it's real quick and easy to run through, get a good idea of what it's all about. You can then go back and go through various links, but within those 46 pages, I don't know about you, Karen, but I enjoy writing, but I always have to keep going back through to make little changes and correct typos. And there was one particular typo which got left in, and I only realized it. I thought, oh, damn, I've been back through so many times, and there's still one more typo left in there. I thought, you know what? I'm going to leave that typo in there. I'm going to leave that one typo in there, and if anybody who reads the handbook finds the typo, contact me, and you get a free 30-minute consultation. Wow. <laughs> That's a deal. Woo. That yeah. is fantastic. Yeah, That's yeah. So the book is free through until the 31st of December. Um, and obviously, I want people to share this book with friends and family. Uh, it's downloadable as a PDF. So you can send it to your friends and family as a Christmas holiday gift. And of course, for people who want to make a New Year's resolution, why not send them a copy of the PDF so they can go through that themselves? Within the actual contents of this book, um, I'll just quickly just run through the actual um, chapters. It starts off, welcome to my world of naturopathic healing. And it's got powerful words on hydration. There's a whole article there. Hydration is so important and the quality of your water, but more so the vibration of your drinking water. Dr. Masuro Emoto is many people have heard of, did all sorts of experiments by writing words and then saying those words and then using the power of intention, you can change the vibration of your drinking water from dull, dead, angry to happy, 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 vibrant water. There's also some little tips on how you can add oxygen into your water, re-oxygenate it and bring it back to life. Um, Simple little things which will change your water. Then there's a chapter on minerals and nutrition supplements. Uh, For example, with the minerals which I use, I've found a guy, uh, he actually has his own mine. He mines minerals that come from plants that were around literally hundreds and hundreds of thousands of years ago and have been compressed and compressed and compressed and have actually become fossilized. So he then actually treats them with pure water 
and then dries it and it's a powder which he puts in a, a, a capler and much the same as um, salt. Everybody's heard of table salt you buy in the supermarket which is processed and packaged and it's junk. Sea salt, oh sea salt, yes sea salt can be very very good. It, it contains some minerals, it's quite good for you. Yes, true, but sea salt well, the oceans are all polluted now. I mean, there's not very much water left on this planet that hasn't been destroyed by man. So sea salt is good, but it does have some contamination in it. Now, pink Himalayan salt, where does that come from? Deep, deep mines from salt that actually accumulated there thousands and thousands of years ago before man was doing all the pollution and destruction on the planet. So that's why I say, hey, my favorite salt, again, in moderation, don't have too much of it, but a little pinch of Himalayan pink salt is actually very good for you because the mineral content, the mineral content in your sea salt is still going to be pretty good, but it might be contaminated depending upon which part of the ocean they got the sea from. So there's information there on the minerals and supplements, good supplements, what to look for, what to try and avoid. There's uh, home care without chemicals, how you can use simple things like white vinegar, hydrogen peroxide, baking soda, instead of lots of these chemicals that you buy in the supermarket, which again are toxic. You know, things like air fresheners and laundry detergent and fabric softener you put in the dryer, oh, the, the, the toxins that come off of that are horrendous. You don't need to use any of that, and you can save money by the simple little tips which are in this handbook. Skin and beauty without chemicals. Makeup. A lot of makeup is very toxic, but if you're aware, you can make better choices on where you get your beauty and cosmetic stuff from. Detoxing. Everybody needs to do a detox. Everybody. I do a detox, uh, a, a major detox, maybe once or twice a year now, um, but three times a year if you're a beginner. And, and there's a, a soft detox and there's a hard detox. So a hard detox you need to do a couple times a year to get all that junk out of your system and then do a maintenance soft detox, but vary what you do and do it intermittently. You need to have a break for a month here and a break for a month there. Otherwise, your body becomes reliant upon what you're taking. So um, detoxing, very important. Check your pH levels. Very simple. Um, but there's also a lot of uh, misinformation out there on pH levels. You say, oh, well, I had a blood test and my pH was 7.4. It was perfect. Well, actually, yes, your blood usually is 7.4 because your body will beg, borrow, steal, even suck from your bone marrow to keep your blood at 7.4 because you, if you drop under 7, you die. However, your body might be, you know, in the high fives or the low sixes, which is not good. Things like cancer and tumors, they cannot exist in an alkaline body. So, so if you're like 7 plus on the alkaline litmus paper test, you're in great shape. It'll stop you getting sick. Um, 
Can I ask you a question Fasting. about that, Leon? Yeah, we go of course. On? Yeah, yeah. I talk so, a lot, so pl- I, I talk <laughs> a lot, so please butt in, please butt in. Well, you're giving us lots of value, so thank you, and, and by all means, you, you don't have to be obligated to tell us everything that's in the book, because they can go ahead and download and, and read it. We're just going to mention some of the topics, uh, yeah. but I did want to mention something about yeah. the pH, because uh, you know, when I first got my pH paper, um, it, as you know, they don't teach us this stuff in medical school, right? So I don't know what I was doing. <laughs> But I did get yeah, the list yeah. of, you know, alkaline know. foods, yeah. things like that, right? And so I was like, okay. So I'm looking at these alkaline foods, and I'm like, you know, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to eat more kale, and uh, I am going to eat less beef. So I was, you know, checking, you know, my – and this mm-hmm. is many, many years ago, so I'm, you know, not doing this at the moment. But anyway, so I checked my first morning urine with the – and peed on the piece of paper, mm-hmm. you know. And uh, the funny thing is, yep. when I ate more kale, I became acidic the next day, uh, like five-something. I'm like, what the heck is going on? And then I would have difficulty pooping. Mm-hmm. And then uh, then I would say, you know, uh, you know, say on Friday or something like that, I would eat a, a big steak or something like that or had a craving for a steak. So, And then I'd pee the next day, and it would be alkaline. I'm like, wait a second. It's supposed to be the opposite. Okay, and then I would poop. So I was, like, so confused. <laughs> like I thought I know what you're going to say. I know what you're going to say. Carry on, carry on. <laughs> yeah, and and, yeah. and so, so you know, um I think somebody was explaining, well, you know, you know the quality of the, you know, the quantity, the quality of the beef is important. Like is it, you know, beef from like, you know, uh gra- you know, grass that, you know, from your local farmers, which it was in this case. Uh and and or is it commercial beef? You know, that could be different. Also, it's possible that your your body is taking the minerals from your bone and they're overshoots and therefore that's why you're alkaline after yep. you eat beef. Um and then maybe you're acidic after eating kale because you're you know, you're, you're detoxifying at that point, and then you're acidic while you're detoxifying. And then I read from Dave Asprey, like literally last, you know, week, that he's not a big fan of kale because people can't really get the nutrition out of it, and there's oxalates and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, so maybe you could give us a little bit more <laughs> from your expertise on what the heck is going on with P and pH. Sure. Well, with, with uh, P, um, if your P is acidic from time to time, it's actually very good because you are getting rid of the acid out of your body through your urine. So especially if you pee first thing in the morning and you check the pH of your pee, depending upon what you ate the day before and drank the day before, you might well go, oh my God, look at this, I'm acidic. Well, that can sometimes be good. It's It's getting the big picture, the overall picture, on a day-by-day, week-by-week basis. Um, For example, the color of your pee. It shouldn't be bright yellow or a dark sort of orange color. It shouldn't be 100% clear. It needs to be just slightly opaque, which is also an indication that you're consuming enough fluid. Most people don't consume enough fluid. And they're not even consuming water. They're drinking, you know, sodas and juices and... Colas and tea and coffee. Not that there's anything wrong with teas and coffees in moderation again. But um, the best way that I 
believe through all of my research and research and of course my intuition comes in as well I I will read an article and very quickly I'll go mm, no no this is absolute nonsense someone's written this and and they haven't properly researched or I'll read something and go ah I like this and I'll really get into it and then I'll cross reference with all the other stuff out there you have to understand that that scientific research most scientific research is paid for by a sponsor and invariably it's someone who wants their product or whatever it is to to sound like it, it's really good and powerful when it's very often it's not so good so independent research is vital so I look for the independent stuff which is not always easy to find so with your pH the best way to really test it is with your saliva and again it's not oh dear it's terrible today it's what your average is over the course of weeks obviously if you're showing very very acidic and you're testing you know when you wake up in the morning and then maybe half an hour later because first thing I do when I wake up in the morning I drink a tall glass of water and obviously if you're pH is not good you can actually put a little pinch of baking soda a little pinch of Himalayan pink salt and a little squirt of of fresh squeezed lime juice or lemon juice everyone thinks, oh but that's acidic well no when it gets inside your gut it actually balances out beautifully but I drink a tall glass of water as soon as I wake up in the morning so you can test before just spit in a spoon put a little piece of the litmus paper in see what color it is test it again half an hour 45 minutes later having drunk a tall glass of water you'll see a difference and then if you are continually acidic day after day after day once again the tips are in my little handbook like I said water pinch of baking soda pinch of Himalayan pink salt and some lime juice you can even add some ginger root which is an incredible anti-inflammatory agent and it's all natural Ooh, that sounds great. so um and does it so matter cold or, cold or hot leon the water um the make a hot tea i was getting a unmuted sound there are, are we oh, still sorry, alive sorry. can you hear me yeah my my <laughs> i uh muted you by accident go ahead okay. i meant to mute myself um, Okay. <laughs> okay. So um, tea, yeah. Um, actually, one of my recipes, uh, which is great for the flu season. So we can talk about that at the same time now. Um, hot tea, uh, green tea is very, very powerful stuff. Now, once again, try to get organic because conventional farmers, they're all about profit. And if they can put pesticides and increase their profits, they will. Whereas with the organic, they're willing to sacrifice a bit of their profit. They'll charge a bit more for the product, but you're getting better quality. So um, hot tea, I actually have a pan that I fill up with my um, structured water, which again, that article is a whole story on its own, how to oxygenate and bring your water back to life so it's vibrant and beautiful for your body you fill up the pan with water you can put in a couple of green tea bags I like to put in a black tea bag as well just to give the flavor a bit more body and put in a big knob of 
ginger root, which I scrape the peel off and I'll lacerate it with a knife and then drop that inside the uh, pan and bring it up to the boil, but then let it simmer on a very gentle simmer for about 10-15 minutes. Um, when you then let that cool down and put it into your cup, you can then add some lemon or lime juice. The lemon or the lime juice is more effective when it's not hot. I personally don't like piping hot tea. I like my tea warm. Um, and that's when the lemon or the lime juice really kicks in and works really, really good. Uh, that makes a very, very tasty tea. And if you want to add a little sweetener to it, but don't use you know sugars and stuff. I mean, if, you, if you are going to use a sugar, there's a sugar which I can get on the island where I'm from, which is called panella, which is a natural cane sugar. It hasn't been processed. It comes in a block. Uh, that actually contains lots of minerals. It's in small quantities, it's very good for you. But you can use a little bit of cinnamon. Cinnamon adds a little sweetness to it and, and will change the flavor a little bit. So simple things like that. Um, that will also bring your pH levels down to more alkaline. And it is great for the gut. Everybody seems to forget that the human body is, is a big blob of bacteria good bacteria and bad bacteria. And it's your immune system that's fighting the bad bacteria every minute of every day trying to be the boss, trying to be in control. And it can be in control 24-7 if your pH levels are pretty good and if you're getting a mineral content and getting a reasonable selection of vitamins and nutrients. This is why when flu season comes around, some people really sick. They'll be, be in bed for two weeks off work with fever and sweating and aches and pains. A lot of people don't realize what a virus really is. A virus, um, you could say, is actually a, a trigger, something that triggers your body into doing what they call. A virus is actually excretions of a toxic or damaged cell. They're little pieces of DNA or RNA with other proteins that are breaking out from the cell. Now, when your cells get poisoned, they try to purify themselves by excre actually excreting debris. So if you're quite healthy and you don't have toxins on a cellular level in your body, you don't get sick. And this is why some people don't you know, suffer badly every year from the flu because they haven't got so much junk in their system. When you actually have a fever, as long as it's a gentle fever, it's actually good for you. You're sweating. You're getting toxins out of the body. So don't suppress a, a gentle, comfortable fever because it's actually good for you. So um, once again, if you keep your oil in your engine in good shape and it lets the, the actual motor move freely and if you supply it with pretty good quality gasoline your engine's going to run for hundreds of thousands of miles and it's not going to let you down but if you don't get those minerals and you don't get the right 
nutrients and vitamins and stuff, and you eat too much junk food, processed, packaged junk food, you will get sick. I'm in my mid-60s, like I said, and the number of people that I know in, who are younger than me and some who are older than me, they're losing it on a mental level because the toxins also go to the brain. You know, Alzheimer's and stuff right, is basically... Right. Um, you know, poisoning from metallic substances like aluminum. Um, and the number of people that I see who are in their 50s and they've got cancers and tumors. What's a tumor? A tumor is exactly the same as a virus. It's when toxic cells are, are all forming together and a skin forms around it. And what do the doctors sometimes do? They, they, they do a biopsy. They stick a needle in there. And pop, it bursts, and all the toxins spread through the body. I mean, there's some crazy stuff going on in the medical world. I mean, once again, I'm not here to, to trash the medical world. I mean, thank God for morphine. Thank God for antibiotics. Thank God for anesthetics. Be able to attach a, you know, you know, um, attach a severed limb. <laughs> exactly. I mean... Yeah, if you yeah. get hit by a beer truck, if you get hit by a beer truck, you go to the hospital. They're really good at fixing you up. But get out fast because the food is terrible. Yes, and right. if you're sick, if you're sick, don't go to a, a regular doctor. Find a homeopathic or a naturopathic or an actual acupuncturist or any alternative because you've got a much better chance that they'll give you some good advice instead of writing a prescription. Prescriptions, I'm, once again, I'm not knocking the system because there, are, there is some good stuff out there that has helped a lot of people. But at the end of the day, it's a Band-Aid laced with crack cocaine to make you feel good. But then you'll get some side effects. Yep, that exactly. you know, is a yeah, yeah. Well, negative been... statement, but, but do... <laughs> well, it's also honest. Uh, you know, research, been, people, um... research. Research, Both sides, yeah. right? I'm a conventional medical doctor, so I understand now the limits of what we were taught in medical school. Yeah. Um, there's also amazing things. You know, um, I remember my pediatric mentor, a neonatal mentor, um, you know, was talking about fetal surgery, and uh, they laughed at him, you know, at that time. And he said, you just watch. It's going to be possible. And, and, it, and it has been, right? So there's amazing things that um, Western medicine yeah. And conventional medicine gives us, but it does not help with healing chronic disease or prevention of chronic disease. Mm -hmm. And that's very clear, and that's why you're on the show today, so people can gain some of this other knowledge. Um, now, I, we don't necessarily have time to go through all the other yep. things in your book, so I just want to make sure people have that link. So it's triple w.healing-reality.com and uh, you sign up for the book. You'll get an email to you and then if you find the typo, go ahead and contact uh, Leon on his contact page on the website. Let him know where it is and then you qualify for a free 30-minute consult, which is huge, huge value. So um, this is going to be um, a free uh, handbook through uh, the 31st of December, 2021. And um, one of the things we wanted to talk a little bit more about, Leon, today before we close it out, you already shared with us a great tea recipe, which, of course, uh, there's a tea recipe uh, in the book. Um, but we also wanted to – you also wanted to share a little bit about B12 and gluten, specifically about some other 
um, you know, yeah. information related to that. So I'll, I'll let you take that away. Okay. Well, I'm sure we're getting close to the time limit here, so I'll, I'll try and get through these fairly quickly. Vitamin B12, um, actually, vitamin B12 is technically, it's bacteria, good bacteria. And everyone who knows I'm a vegan say, oh, you're going to be deficient in B12, which is partially true. And excuse the language here, people. It's because vegans don't eat shit. Um, in days long gone, B12 was actually in the drinking water, along with a host of other essential and trace minerals that come from the fertile soil. Animals would either poop or they would die, and they'd fall into a river, and the good bacteria in their colon would find its way into the water system. Now today, with recycled water containing chlorine and all these chemicals, it's all been eradicated, uh, which in one sense is actually good because cholera came from contaminated drinking water. So there's, there's always two sides to a story, as they say. But have you ever seen a dog eat its own poop, Karen? You ever seen that? Unfortunately, because <laughs> it's kind of a mess to clean up after. Well, my, my dog is rolled in it, that's for sure. But, uh, yeah, dogs eat shit. <laughs> okay. Oops, sorry. Hang on. Uh, I just muted you again. Did not mean to do that. Can you hear me? Can you hear me? There we go. Sorry, my Ah, you can hear me switching. now, yes? Uh, okay. Uh, the first time that I saw my dog eat poop, I thought, what's going on with this dog? What, what the dog's crazy? But no, um, humans and animals do produce that good bacteria in the colon. So your poop does contain B12. So a dog, who's very often smarter than humans in many cases... Um, they know, they intuitively know when their body is deficient in B12, so they will eat some poop. Now, there are um, lots of supplements out there. Once again, some good, some not so good. But the reason why you could say that, that meat eaters don't need so much B12 is because poop is actually in the meat that you buy in the supermarket. Uh, when they are slaughtering the animal, there's all entrails and bits from you know, the guts and the colon, which make contact with the meat, and it you know, contaminates the, the meat, and sometimes you could say in a good way, with a content of B12. The exception to that is uh, possibly kosher meat, where the rabbis are supposed to carefully dissect the meat, keeping it away from any entrails. Uh, so... Um, yeah, um, being a vegan, you do need to make sure you get some B12. Now, there's lots of uh, fortified things like nutritional yeast. There's a spread called Marmite, which is very popular with some people in England, if you like the taste. But a lot of people don't know that aloe vera leaf contains B12. Wow. So, 
if you're going to get a su- if if you're going to get a supplement, try and get one that contains the aloe vera leaf, the pulp. Or in my case, because it grows where I live, I've got it in my backyard. When I'm making up a little smoothie with the blender, I'll wander outside. I'll talk to my aloe plant and talk very nice. Hey, I just need to take one of your leaves. Let me take one which is maybe getting a little bit older, so you can grow and and flourish. So I'll snip off one of the. Um, leaves and I'll open it up and put the pulp in the blender. It doesn't taste particularly good if you take it straight from the leaf. It's quite sharp, but when it's in the blender with some fruits or some vegetables, you don't even notice it. And it it is very, very strong, high in B12. But yes, um, I do also have a a, um, synthesized uh, B12 supplement, especially if I'm traveling. I will have a few milligrams every week to keep myself topped up. So um, B12, yeah, that's the story on B12. Um, it's basically bad bacteria. It, it, it's, it's good bacteria that comes from the colon. So if um, I can't find any aloe, and if I can't get any supplements in the uh, future world, I'm going to eat shit. <laughs> <laughs> Is that so? My friend who's vegan, um, she puts nutritional yeast in almost everything, partly for flavor. Is that okay to do? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, um, yes, but don't overdo it again. Um, there's so many things out there which you think, oh, this is good for me. I mean, if you have too much vitamin C. Um, it actually gets in your muscles and it can weaken the muscles and weaken the tendons and stuff if you overdo it. For example, the classic one is orange juice. You say, oh, well, I'm going to buy some Tropicana orange juice, which is not even orange juice. It's just this yuck. It's, it's sugar, sugar-loaded junk. And every container tastes... Yeah, every container tastes exactly the same. <clears throat> but it does have a content of the fruit. So if you drink a, a big, tall glass of that a couple of times a day, you're overdoing it. Think about it. If you were to get a real orange, especially an ugly orange, not one of these cultivated oranges that look all pretty, pretty, pretty to be nice in the supermarket, but a real organic orange, and you uh, either put it through a juicer or you get one of those little handheld devices and squeeze the juice out of it, how much juice do you get out of one orange? You don't get a big 10-ounce tumbler of, of juice. You'll have to have three or four or five oranges. So instead, eat the oranges. Eat right. them, and you get all the fiber as well. Um, so well, they say onions have drinking too much juice. Yes, exactly. Yes. Very much, especially red onions. I love red onions, love red and they're so onions. yummy on salads and stuff. So, um, yes, um, B12, if you're a vegan, uh, there's a good chance that you will need to top yourself up. If you're a heavy meat eater, especially if you eat hamburgers, and especially hot dogs, which are the parts of the animal that they can't sell, there's a 
pretty good yeah. chance that there's a lot of shit in that. So uh, <laughs> you're going to be okay with the bees well. <laughs> oh, funny. And, uh, yeah, talk, talk to us a little bit about uh, gluten. There's a lot of people who are gluten sensitive. Some people feel it's because of the Roundup that's in regular, you know, whatever. And we don't make uh, traditional sure. sourdough like we used to, like my friend Kathy Holmeyer does still to this day makes it traditional. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so tell Correct. us more about gluten. Correct. Yes, yes, and yes, you're 100% correct there on everything that you just said. Um, it, it goes back in history again, and it's partly due to farming. Uh, sure, the pesticides is a big, big problem. My grandfather was a grain merchant, so I was uh, kind of around that area during the, the 1960s. And he told me, you know, oh, well, this um, is uh, the seed that came from the left-hand side of the field, and this is the seed that came from the right-hand side of the field, and two different companies supplied their pesticides so we could compare, you know. And sure enough, this one is given a better yield, but it's probably a lot more toxic. Um, But the history goes back further than that. It actually goes back a couple of hundred years. Now... If you go to parts of the south of France, you will see that the French people there, they eat lots of bread. And the Italians in in the southern parts of Italy, they eat lots of pasta. But they don't seem to be so affected by the so-called gluten. Um, And that is in part due to the farming. Now, wheat originally was a very tall plant with seeds only on the top 5% of the plant. And gluten was only 4% content. In the 18th century, dwarf wheat came along, where one-third, one-third of the plant was now seeds. And the gluten percentage went up to 8%. And, of course, more recently... You know, with uh, all these food seed companies that control the world again, Monsanto and so on, they have, um, I'm not saying genetically modified, but they have, um, over a period of time, made the actual seeds and the wheat so they produce a higher percentage of seeds on every single stem. And every time they do this, the percentage of the gluten goes up. We now have gone from originally having 4% content, which you can still get in parts of France and parts of Italy. They still have the old seeds, which gives a low yield, but only 4% of that is gluten. In the USA, all the wheat there, pretty much all of it, unless you find a small organic farmer, is going to be at least 12% gluten. So it's the fact that we've modified the, the crops to get more profit. Then, on top of all of that, uh, in Europe, as you, as you mentioned, Karen, the traditional ways of making bread was they used yeast with flour and water, and they would leave it overnight for it to rise, which sets off a chemical reaction breaking down the enzymes. Well, especially in the USA, they've now artificially sped up the process so it only takes two hours for it to rise. That also means higher gluten. So humans are slowly destroying themselves and destroying the planet. 
But there's wow. a lot you can do about it. You just need to just open, open up your eyes to some of these little things going on and make some little adjustments as you go along. You don't have to do it overnight. This is not like, oh, I'm going to go vegan tomorrow. No. You have to understand humans are programmed. We're programmed from birth. Why do you speak the language that you speak with the accent that you have? Well, because you followed. You followed your surroundings, your environment, your family, your friends, your school. Why is it that um, uh, some countries, women are still considered to be not even a citizen? They have no rights. They have to sort of cover themselves up. Um, it's, it's a situation where humans follow very often without question. And what happens within a couple of generations, it becomes a culture. And then before you know it, within 100 or 200 years, it becomes a tradition. Now, just because everybody else does it doesn't mean to say that it's right. So sometimes step back and open up your mind to think, well, sometimes not everything we do is right and everything that we're told is correct open up your eyes and do a little bit of research. So my um, work over several years now has been doing all the research. So in 46 pages, I've got a nice little uh, opening there for you to go, hmm, this looks interesting, and I'll make a little change here. I'll make a little change there. Little by little, step by step, you don't have to do it overnight. You can't do it overnight. You can't reprogram your brain. But at the end of the day, the human body, like I said, this is the sixth generation of bodies we've had on this planet. The human body is designed very, very well. Very well. For example, if you cut yourself, what happens? You start to bleed, but the blood coagulates and dries up. You get a scab, and sometimes there's not even a scar. You know, if you fracture a bone, what happens? It heals. It heals itself, yeah. Why are most people... Yeah. Why are most people lazy? It's because your body was designed that way to save energy for in times of need. So don't feel guilty if you're feeling a bit lazy. Just give yourself a little push. Why does the first bite of chocolate taste so good? It's because our bodies are programmed to lose taste for the same favorite food when repeated over and over and over. For you to change and have something different, to randomly get a cross-selection cross to hopefully get more minerals and nutritional requirements in your system. So the human body is in, an incredible machine. Just give it a little bit of maintenance, treat it with a little bit of care. Once again, in the program, it talks about weight loss, it talks about recipes, exercise and yoga, um, what have I got in my kitchen? There's a whole long list there of all the simple stuff that I have at hand. Flax seeds. I sprinkle flax seeds and ground chia seeds on just about everything. It gives me my omegas. It's anti-inflammatory. I mean, chia seeds uh, were praised by the ancients for thousands of years. They actually used to trade chia seeds. They were used wow. for a form of barter. Yeah. You know, so there's so it's much amazing. simple stuff out there you can just put in your kitchen. Yeah, so right. easy. And I know you so test, get I healthy, people. Test. I say to people, you yeah, know, what works for me it. may not mm. work for you. Um, and, and so, it, you know, to yeah. try things out, um, 
I mean, there's some really, really important concepts and lots of amazing um, value in, you know, in, in your handbook, Leon. So thank you so much for, for that and for sharing with us your, your recipes. Um, I mean, we could talk for probably four hours here, <laughs> but we do need to close out the show a little bit here. Um, just to let everyone know, again, go to www.healing-reality.com. It's a very quick read. Go ahead and put your name and email address in there. Then you're going to get a confirmation email with a link where you can download the handbook. And then, like we talked about before, special, you guys know this. This is, you know, not, not everyone knows this, but uh, the handbook's free through December 31st. And then if you do find that typo in there, you qualify for a free 30-minute um, uh, consultation with Leon. So, um, yeah, any, any last thoughts, Leon, before we say goodbye for today? Oh, well, like you said, we could talk for hours. But I think mm-hmm. we pretty much covered everything there. Um, and um, uh, one little final thing, and I'll try and keep it really short. There's the placebo effect and there's the nocebo effect. Your state of mind is very, very important. Yes. If you read through the article that I have on water, how Dr. Masuro Emoto would say positive words. He would write positive words. He would say the positive words out loud for the universe to hear, and then he would use his mind as the days pass by, yep, that's all coming into fruition, the laws of attraction, the powers of attention. The placebo effect, everyone knows about it, you know, as studies and trials, the sugar pill and stuff, but a lot of people have actually gotten very, very well simply by the placebo effect. If you say bad things, say that you're feeling this way or that way in a negative tone, like a hypochondriac always thinks that they're sick, you will become sick. If you keep a more positive attitude and if you use positive words, write them down. Have your vision board. If you've got a particular ailment, you know, write positive words of, of health and happiness and wellness and say the words out loud and then use the power of the mind to repeat those words in your mind without saying it out loud over and over and over and over. The placebo effect is very, very powerful. So not only should you be looking for alternative ways to get the best possible oil for your engine and the best quality gasoline for the fuel tank to run on, you should also be thinking very, very positive. Documentation, activation, confirmation. My whole metaphysical healing program, which again is on the website that we're not going to get into today, is that three-step process, documentation, activation, confirmation. Same thing happens with the laws of attraction, the powers of intention. It's more powerful if you write it down, say the words out loud, and then in the days that pass by, use the power of intention, the power of your mind to make that energy run and flow. Uh Simple. Easy. Yes, and again, yes, I totally it's agree. in the handbook. And, 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 you know, that's kind of like the, the concepts there, the basis of uh, the way Topican healing, my healing methodology really works powerfully, um, is that, that, you know, that awareness yeah. Of, yeah. Uh, and attention to what it is you wish to create in that new future reality and just commanding mm-hmm. it to be there, you know, directing it to be there. Um, so these are all in alignment and, um, uh, you know, for, for, for what I teach as well. So, Leon, thank you 
so, so much uh, for being on the show today. I had a blast and um, appreciate you very much for the free handbook for our tribe through the end of December and also the offer for a free consult. That's super awesome of you. Thank you. And thank you for, invi- thank you for inviting me again. And uh, don't make it five years for the next one. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And thanks, everyone, for listening in. Until next time, lots of love, everyone. Bye for now.